Woody! Oh, yeah. How we looking? To say you started off the day Woody would be an understatement. Then again, you'd have to be talking baseball. Otherwise, you're really weird. Welcome to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. On the air. Brandon Woodruff last night, upon his return, uh, to say he was lights out might be an understatement, to say the very least. Uh, He had a fantastic night last night. Brewers get the win, uh, go for the sweep today. I need to remind you over and over and over again, and I'm not doing it to to, to bug you, but I am, actually. Uh, That is, uh, today you've got an early one, which means... On many of the network stations, you will not be getting the Bill Michaels show here in the next hour. So you need to download the app. Download the app and go to WOZN, The Zone Madison. The Zone Madison. Download it. You can listen to us there. You can always follow us uh, over on the uh, the Facebook fan page. Great way to do it. Uh, you can also follow us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Bill Michaels Show, you can watch the program over on the Bud Light live stream. You can always follow us on the Zone app. You can follow us on the website, which is simply thebillmichaels.com, thebillmichaels.com. I say it, thebillmichaels.com, just to piss off Ohio State, uh, because uh, they have patented, in case you did not know, they have patented the word the which I find relatively ridiculous, but regardless. So uh, there you have it. That's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. You can also email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. So a lot of good ways to go. Uh, Ben, what did you think of last night? Because last night for Woodruff was fantastic, in my opinion. Very, very impressive. Uh, The big number to me there is the strikeouts. It's not like he just coasted his way through five innings and had to throw a lot of pitches. It's not like there was a lot of traffic on the base pass. He did give up the one run, but the 10 Ks is very good news for his health and his stuff. Really? Like when you come back and your stuff is good, you know, there's something to build off. I still want to see it a couple more starts before I'm fully like Woodruff is back to Woodruff, but really encouraging signs. Uh, Gott came in, gave up a couple of hits, but I got, got out of the inning. Boxberger, a clean inning, zeros across the board. Uh, Alexander came in uh, two-thirds of an inning and just uh, did not look good. Uh, Devin Williams had to come in and clean that inning up, and then Hader comes in and closes it down. Ultimately, the Brewers get a 5-3 to three win last night. Christian Yelich again goes two for five. Again, Willie Adamas, boom. McCutcheon, boom. Urias two for four last night. Big night last night. Many are wondering whether the Yelich move to leadoff is like when J.J. Watt moved to defense. Uh, <laughs> J.J. Watt was a beast. You know, now, if J.J. Watt, had J.J. Watt been a full-time tight end, uh, he would look different, but the speed that he, he, he has or doesn't have coming off the line would have been a hindrance. He would have been a hmm. Give me a tight end that you think that he would be equate to. Ooh. Think about that for a minute. He could show if he, go, if he would have went to the offensive side. 
Mercedes Lewis signs. Kind of. Solid player, yeah. physically imposing. Yeah. Yep. He probably would have been a Mercedes Lewis. He would have been a guy that would have been a possession receiver. He would have guy would have been a guy that would have been really good blocking the edge. Would probably have taken a lot of pride in plowing your ass over. Um, yeah, I can see that. So That's in that setting, call. if if Watt is Mercedes Lewis, is Yelich now Pete Rose? Uh no. No. I, I can't see first of all, I can't see Yelich running to first base on a walk. I can't see him going head first and plowing people over. Uh no. I, I don't know any I don't know anybody in today's game that you could equate to Pete Rose. Do you? No. Definitely not. I, I, I just I no, not at all. Just don't know. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Please feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Find us and you can track us down via phone number. Phone line's wide open. Also, you want to find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. Find us there. Uh, you can find uh, Ben over at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter as well. You can find uh, us on, like I mentioned before, Facebook. Go to the Facebook fan page. The Bill Michaels Show. Also on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing over on Twitch TV. Email us, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can always find us on the website, uh, which is simply thebillmichaels.com. And then after the program, whether you missed a minute or you missed all of it, doesn't matter. You can still catch us Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts everywhere. Podcasts are downloaded. We've also got... You know, God, you can listen to us over on the iHeart app, the Odyssey app, the TuneIn app, but, uh, you know, the app you want to go to, the one you want to pay attention to. Download it, put it on your phone. It is the uh, the Zone Madison. You can put it on your mobile device, or you can just listen to us through your computer, through your laptop. There you go. Do people even have desktops anymore? I guess they do, right? In companies, maybe big corporations that are run from home. I can see that. But beyond that, nah, not much. Um, so Woodruff gets a nice win yesterday. That was great to see. I think uh, a lot of us were kind of holding our holding our breath just to uh, just to see if he was going to come out and be good. Now, now, he, he, hang on, hang on to yourself for just a second. Hang on, hold on, hold on. Uh, this one comes to us from Bill. Bill says uh, Woodruff, huge night last night. Big sigh of relief. Now we don't have to worry about starting pitching. We can move on to only concentrating on trading for another arm in the relief efforts or another bat in the uh, field. One start does not a season make. Let's make sure he gets rolling, okay, before you start to say, this is what we're going to do. Just hang on. Hold on. Don't get crazy on us. Because, again, I it, just like I – look – when things are bad, I say don't get too high in baseball. When things aren't, when things are good, I say don't get too high in baseball. Wait till things begin to really shake out. You're not even to the All Star break yet. Not even to the All Star break yet. So just hang on. Uh, I was really impressed with it last night. I was I was enthused. I was enamored. I sat last night had to be one of the most relaxing nights. You know what I did last night, Ben? Should I guess? Take a guess. Uh, and actually, I think I mentioned it on the show yesterday. I don't know if I didn't. If I didn't, and you don't guess it, I apologize. I think a, a television was set up out back. 
there was some sort it was of on Outback. Robert specialty meats on the grill. No, I did not. I had a couple of hot dogs. Oh. Well, nonetheless, something close to grilled, something that tasted good, along with some tasty beverage and the brewers. You are correct. And one other thing that I did last night. So last night, uh, just uh, yesterday was one of those days, and if you followed the saga, I've got these back issues. So yesterday was one of those pain days. That was just, I couldn't do a whole lot. So I was kind of hobbled around. So yesterday, in preparation, because we're leaving next week, um, at the end of next weekend, for uh, for our trip uh, down to Indiana, and Kristen's boys, for the first time, are coming with us. So uh, what I did was I pulled all my – I went over to, uh, to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, Dunham's, and then to Cabela's, okay? Pulled all the fishing poles out, and I gathered them all up. I sat down last night. I restrung them, swivels on them. Went through the, I bought a new tackle box, opened that, opened up my old one. And your old tackle box, if you've had a tackle box more than five years, unless of course you're one of these new age people that really keep it clean and you're freakish about it and you've got one compartment for one thing and one. So I have the old flambeau where you open the top and then the lid comes all the way open and the drawers come sliding up and then you got the big base in the bottom. I have one of those and then I bought one of those new nylons with all the different cases in it. So, like, one is for floating lures, the other one is for worms and weights, the other one is for spin, spinner baits, the other one is for jigs. So, I, I have one. I bought one of those. So, I took everything out of the old tackle box, which, by the way, which I could only assume th- this. I don't have personal experience, but my old tackle box smelled like the inside of the Gorton Fisherman's boot after about two months at sea. It was nasty. So... Took out all the old lures and all the old crap and all the rusty stuff, threw it away. I restrung six uh, rods and reels last night, cleaned them all up, wiped them down, got the dust and the cobwebs off of them. I I put all new line, trilene, eight-pound test line on there. I ended up putting new swivels. I bought smaller swivels for, you know, bluegill fishing and all that kind of stuff and small bass fishing. Put them all on there last night, tied them. I even did one of those uh, those little videos on how to tie the best fishing knot so i went through that i was trying different ones and i just and i smoked a cigar and i just sat out there last night and oh my god what a peace it was beautiful last night the rains did not come through my area until about 11 o'clock so i turned the lights on it was like sitting on a rooftop patio with a tiki bar it was awesome last night had a couple of hot dogs just because the medication makes me sick so i really can't eat uh, so I just made a couple of hot dogs and forced those down my gullet. Had a, a couple of beers. Had two Bud Lights, a cigar, and I just restrung my fishing poles. Oh, I can't wait to go fishing now. I have not been fishing in probably two and a half years. And I keep saying I cannot find uh, – and everybody wants to take you on lakes. And that's great. I appreciate that. But I just want the day when I used to – when I was a kid, I used to find a really nice, good, decent-sized farm pond that had bass in it and bluegill in it and all that kind of stuff was anywhere from 15 to 25 feet deep, something like that, where you could almost cast across the whole thing if you really wowed it, you know, but, but, you know, just work a shoreline or you just take a chair, take a chair, take a cigar, take a small cooler, your fishing pole, your tackle box, a little bit of bait and off you go. That's what I'm looking for. If you know of any, let me know. Cause I'd love to do it, but oh my goodness, what a nice night last night. There we go. Good stuff. 
Uh, 877-867-1670. Rick, uh, he said, did you have surgery or something? No, I, I am going tomorrow for my first procedure. And then next Friday, uh, depending on what happens tomorrow, uh, we will figure it out. I hope it doesn't ruin my vacation. Let's put it that way. So if I had to put it off, I don't think I could, though. Just the pain's been too bad. But it is spinal stenosis. It is a narrowing of your vertebrae, which then begins to pinch your spinal cord, which then causes your extreme pain in your legs and hips and such, and it's it's debilitating. It, it really is. So anyway, that's what I did last night. So what a beautiful night. I wish I could do it again. I, t- I was thinking to myself, oh, God, I'm going to do that again tonight. I'm going to do... Excuse me, I'm going to do some things around the house. I'm going to go out back. And then I realized the Brewers play a day game today. It's a two-game series, not a three-game series. So I get screwed. So tonight, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. I'll still be out back, I'm sure, doing some yard work because today's a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, just in preparation because uh, they tell me tomorrow, I'm doing the show tomorrow, and then right after I get off the air, off I go. They say, uh, you know, you got to, you got to put the gown on. When you get there, I'm going through the whole process this morning with the doctor's office. You got to put the gown on, you know, you, you have your underwear on, you know, although don't wear good underwear because there could be some seepage and stuff that gets on. Okay. God knows we don't want seepage on your underwear. That's one thing you don't want, right? There. By the way, there's a bite for you, Ben. So uh, then you got to do all of that. And then, you know, you're going to have to leave yourself about an hour or two for recovery and have somebody to drive you home. And uh, then, you know, you got to remain immobile uh, for the next 10 hours. So basically go to bed when you get home. Go to bed. They'll give you some pain meds. <laughs> crash out. So I'm going to get up tomorrow or on Friday. I'm still going to do the show, Lord willing, I guess. And uh, unless they nick something and then, you know, I'm, you know, putzing around in a, a chair or something like that. Or I lose all the feeling from my lower extremities. Yikes. But get all that done and uh, then back on Friday and then. Hopefully the weekend's good because we were supposed to be going up to Road America Thursday night, not doing it now. Going to go up on Friday night after we get off the air. So, um, you know, provided all is all as well. So there you have it. Uh, Going to go ahead and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Wabam. W-A-B-A-M, Wabam. Go to getwabam.com. I was telling you about this the other day. I used Wabam on my motorcycle. And I had, had did a, a long ride last weekend where we went about 200 miles. And I, have, I always use the whiplash on my fairing and on my front fenders and such. I kid you not, you just spray a little bit of that Wabam Blast on there, which is a cleaner. You just wipe it off and the bugs and all the stuff, it just falls off. I'm telling you, whether it's the, the stuff for your fairing, for your car, for your boat, it's cleaning products, it's scrubby uh, wipes, it's disinfectant wipes, whatever, whether it's janitorial or your home needs, whatever, go to getwabam.com. That's getwabam, W-A-B-A-M. Go to getwabam.com. The stuff flat out works. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This weekend, heading up to Road America. It is the Quick Trip 250. And uh, right now, you got Dairy Days going on, so stop in and pick up some of the dairy products that they have at Quick Trip. But, but, Quick Trip 250, Road America, it's happening this weekend. 
Saturday, the Xfinity Series. Sunday, the NASCAR Series. And Sunday morning, we give away the brand new 2022 Camaro SS L2 engine. Oh, my God, this thing's fantastic. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. I get to sit in it, I think. Uh, but that's about the extent of it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be cruising around as one of the pace cars. The same car going to be one of the pace cars up there at Road America this weekend. But Quick Trip giving it away, and I, I've been asked by Quick Trip to give it away, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Then after that, we're all heading back over to the racetrack. Going to do that at the Oostop, by the way. And then after that, heading back over to the racetrack. So uh, you keep supporting Quick Trip. Great hometown product right here in the state of Wisconsin and grows beyond the borders and infiltrates those other areas. Take a little Wisconsin as far out as they possibly can with you. There you go. Thanks to our friends over there at Quick Trip. Rob Manfred, did you read the article? Uh, I don't often promote the four-letter network and a lot of the stuff that they do, but uh, Dan Venata, uh, he wrote an article, Do You Hate Baseball? Rob Manfred wants you to know he does not hate baseball. He wants to save it, which I find ridiculous because he's been somewhat of a detriment to it since taking over, and Bud Selig had it at its damn near peak at one point. And uh, since Rob Manfred has taken over, we have seen labor strife. We have seen games canceled. We've seen, uh, you know, missteps when it comes to his own speak, basically lying to the public and the fan base about it. Uh, it, it has been, uh, in my opinion, uh, damn near a catastrophe when it comes to his handling of baseball. But Rob Manfred said it's the most ridiculous thing among some fairly ridiculous things that get asked and said about me. The assertion that I hate the game, that one does rub me the wrong way, I have to tell you the truth. That's according to Rob Manfred. He talked about a game back in 1968 when he and his father took a four-hour drive from their upstate New York home to the Bronx to watch their favorite teams play at Yankee Stadium. He was nine years old. He said, it was the first game I ever saw in my life. I remember how I felt walking into the stadium. The field was just so immaculate. I actually loved the game before I even got there, and even more when I left. It's really that simple, and it's not me that matters. At the end of the day, it's the game that matters. Now, don't forget, opening day was about to be canceled by Rob Manfred on national TV. It was Tuesday afternoon, March 1st, day 90 of the stalemate between Major League Baseball's billionaire owners and the millionaire players. Manfred stood behind the podium outside the ballpark in Jupiter, Florida. He delivers the grim news. Negotiations had broke down, canceling the first couple of weeks, all that kind of stuff. And uh, then, obviously, they got it done. But, uh, But does Rob Manfred hate baseball? I don't know if he does or not. I just don't think he has. I'm not going to say this. I'm going to say this. Rob Manfred, I don't think hates baseball. Okay? Uh, and, and basing this off of not just the article on ESPN, but just in general. You're, you're a commissioner of a sport. You run a sport. You're a, a corporate entity, if you will. You don't hate it. Okay? You run it like a business, but you don't hate it. All right? But what I'll say is this, the look of hatred on the part of Rob Manfred is evident, not because he hates the game, but because Bud Selig was his predecessor. So what do I mean by that? It means Bud Selig, if you ever had a chance to talk to Bud Selig, ever, ever, 
Bud Selig loves the game of baseball, has grown up loving it, has loved it as a businessman, has loved it as an owner, has loved it as a commissioner. He's a guy that, he, you know, I, I'm sure as Bud gets older and he forgets daily day-to-day things, he will still remember and have memories of certain days on certain dates in history of Major League Baseball. Certain things that happened with himself, happened in a clubhouse, happened in a game, happened in a stadium, happened in a city. He, It's just if you've ever had a chance to talk to the man, he breathes it. He eats it, he sleeps it, he loves it with a passion, an undying, unwavering passion. That's Bud Sealing. Always has been. Then you take it to the next step and you say, okay, here's Rob Manfred. Bud grew the game. He added so many different innovations. The wild card, drug testing, interleague play, revenue share. I mean, there were so many things that happened under Bud Selig's watch. And what do you get out of Manfred? Labor strife. Canceled canceled games. Shortened season due to COVID. Then he comes out and makes a couple of missteps where it's being publicly argued and negotiated on both sides about money in front of the fans who don't give two dams, who are losing jobs. COVID's kept them in their house. All they wanted to do was have the distraction of baseball. And then all of this goes on, fighting, as the owner said, for 100 games and 110 games and going on and on and on. And then Manfred comes out after all the negotiations are over and slips and says, we never had any intention of playing more than 60 to begin with and made him look like a big liar. The difference between Bud Selig and Rob Manfred is night and day. So while on one hand, I will say, and I'll defend, I don't know what's in Rob Manfred's heart. I do know he probably, most likely, does not hate the game of baseball. Probably loved it as a kid. Loved it growing up, and at one point or another, looks back and realizes, oh my God, I'm the commissioner of the game that I love. Okay, great. But as far as the passion for the game and the passion for the fan base that makes the game great, I don't think he cares. I think he I think he looks past that. I think he sits on a pedestal and looks over you, the fans, to the money, what he would consider the money grubbers, which is the players, and defends the owners to the death. And Bud had a way, as a former owner, of talking to owners to say, look, we gotta, we got to do this. we got to stick together, but we got to do this. It's best for the game. It's best to grow our dollars this way. And he did. He did. Manfred? I, I don't I don't think he has that same passion. So it's a tremendous article. And it's a very open article. But I'm not saying Rob Manfred's a liar because I would never do that. But what I am saying is that I don't believe he has the same passion for the game. And he doesn't have the same ability to govern the game as his predecessor. Does that make sense? Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Manfred does acknowledge that there's a something wrong with the game that turns you into a hater of baseball. Uh, can one of baseball's most hated men usher the game into a brighter future by returning it to its glorious past? The question is to answer a question and ask it with a question. Can they return it to the game that it once was? 
and I don't know. I don't know if baseball will ever return as the true national pastime. I don't know if it ever will. I know that we love the game. I know that, at least in Milwaukee, there's a passionate fan base. And the best part about what we have here, if we want to take our world into the microcosm of baseball, our world is this. We have a stadium that is state-of-the-art. We have an owner that's doing anything and everything he can within reason to make it work in the smallest media market in all of sport. Okay? And in addition to that, you have got the ability from the stadium to produce games at any time. Whereas in other cities, and those just say within our own division, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Chicago, St. Louis, their games, their attendance, their ability to produce revenue is due in part to the weather. And as Wisconsinites, Milwaukeeans, Brewers fans, we were able to get that done and be able to have a stadium that's state-of-the-art and able to produce additional fans where they can guarantee. If you, It's funny because we're going down to, uh, to Brookville, Indiana uh, next weekend. And which is only about an hour away from Cincinnati. My kids and such are going to come up. Some friends are coming up. My grandkids are coming up. Everybody's getting together. But one of the things we might do, what we were thinking about going into town, into Cincinnati, and just go to a Reds game. I don't even know who they're playing, but just to take the boys and some friends that wanted to go, we thought, well, let's go to a Reds game. We can't even buy tickets. It's not because they're not available because, God, the Reds suck. They're, they're at an all-time historic low as far as ticket sales go. But you just you don't know what the weather's going to be. So you wait until you're about three to four days out before you decide if you want to buy tickets. You don't want to go there if it's going to rain all day. You don't want to be caught in a rain delay. And you don't want to get there and find out it's going to be 95 degrees either. So you got to wait. Whereas you know what it's going to be at Miller Park or at American Family Field. You know it. You know what it is. So there's a lot of things in our microcosm. The team's good. No doubt. The team's good. We've got some really good things going on here, without a doubt. Team's good. In addition to that, you also have the ability to always produce a game and always create revenue, always generate revenue. This team's relevant. They've spent money. They they Have they spent as much as you wanted or on the players you wanted? Probably not. You know, there's always that extra step you can take. But they've done everything they can within reason. So in our world, the game is pretty good. But over the state of baseball, I think they're thrilled that the Yankees are well doing well. I think they're thrilled that the Dodgers are doing well. Because they would love nothing more than two of the largest markets in, in all of sports to be able to face off against one another in a World Series. It would draw millions and millions and millions of viewers. People that hate the Yankees, people that hate the Dodgers, vice versa, would all tune in. But I think it would be a grand thing, not necessarily for viewership, but for the game, if you could find a team finally, like Milwaukee, to get back into a World Series and actually win it. I think that'd be good for the game. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Coming up on Friday, or excuse me, Sunday, Sunday, September 4th, uh, we are looking for all the motorcycle riders, whether you're in the uh, Milwaukee area, any of the five-county area, or if you're coming into town from anywhere outside of the area, maybe for the uh, hometown rally. And uh, we can't do this without you. Every year we have the Fisher House Motorcycle Ride. It's the Big Unipoka Run, the 15th annual this year. And we do it benefiting Fisher House, uh, Wisconsin, which uh, houses veterans, military members, and their families at uh, some of their, you know, really serious times of need when it comes to health care. And if you can help us out and continue to raise money, and we're getting ready, uh, hopefully at some point here in the next 12 months, to a break ground on a new home out in Madison as well, which means the fundraising is full on. Um, can't do enough for our veterans, our military members, and the families and friends that support them. So if you can come ride with us, uh, any motorcycle, doesn't matter what type it is, whether it's a Harley or an Indian, or if you got a Honda, I don't care, whatever, Suzuki, Yamaha, who cares? Victory, bring it. Bring Triumph, let's go. Bring it. Uh, come on out and join us Sunday, September 4th. We are going to be uh, riding for Fisher House, Wisconsin, and we hope that you can join us as well. Hopefully uh, that you can be there. So. Please come out and hang out with us. We certainly would appreciate it. And uh, it is brought to you by some really good people. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, our friends at Pottawatomie uh, Hotel Casino, and they are actually going to send us they, – they got a hold of us and said, hey, we'd love to be a part of this. And uh, they are going to send us dealers for the end of the ride. So Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, our friends at Bud Light, who have been with us all 15 years. MKE Brewing, downtown Milwaukee, which is so supportive. Also our friends at Growth Law supporting bikers, protecting bikers' rights for a long time now. One of the best biker uh, law firms in the country, and it's right here in our own backyard. Also, Great Lakes Dragaway. Uh, if you're looking for a place to go run your vehicle of any type, whether it's a motorcycle or a car or dragster, whatever it happens to be, check out Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. And uh, a new one that came on, thanks to our friends. I should have a drum roll for this. I was out in lacrosse the other day, and I had kind of made a mention of it. I said, hey, you know, I even said it on the air. I said, I go to Buzzard Billy's all the time. I, I love Buzzard Billy's. And I said, you guys should be a part of this. because." And they were asking about it because we get a lot of riders from the lacrosse and Eau Claire and, and the Madison and Barroqua areas that come into town for the hometown rally. They're like, we're in. Count us in. So our friends at Buzzard Billy's out in lacrosse. So if you're going into Buzzard Billy's, man, give them a high five. Say nice job supporting veterans not to mention supporting the program. And in addition to that, uh, they obviously uh, are a good part of uh, the community out there. They do a lot in that area as well. So thanks to our friends at, at Buzzard Billy's for jumping on board out in lacrosse. Buzzard Billy's in lacrosse. Good stuff. 877 uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so again. Find us. 877-867-1670. Um, Ted, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Um, oh, uh, what was this? Andrew says, what if I have a moped? It, well, if your moped does at least 60 miles an hour, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. If you want to show up on a Vespa, you're good to go. <laughs> uh, that's fine. You know what? Hey, if you're coming to support veterans, who cares? You know, But you got to be able to do at least 50, 60 miles an hour because we're going to be on the highway. But the best part about it is, it is it, we're escorted. The Milwaukee County and the City of Milwaukee Police Department, they are going to take care of us. You are safer in this ride than in your mama's arms. I'm telling you right now. Shutting down the highway for us, oh, it's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, bring on your, bring on your moped. 
Uh, Rick says, baseball will never overtake the NFL. Rick, I agree with that. Uh, I can't, I can't, there's no argument for that because I 100% agree. The, the popularity of the NFL uh, and the way they went about it for years and years and years of kind of hiding it but not and the betting aspect of it, fantasy football and such, even though fantasy football uh, has then morphed into fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, fantasy hockey, the originator was fantasy football. That was the originator. That brought people together. Everybody went and had a night, like a Thursday night before the season, where you had your draft or a week ahead of time, and you had your draft. And then everybody was calling everybody and calling in lineups and changing things. And then computers made it easier, and then statistics made it easier, and then, you know, all that kind of stuff. Fantasy football has grown that sport exponentially. Betting has grown sports exponentially. Baseball, there is a stigma to baseball of two things. One is it is a long season, and it's every day. So if you're going to do fantasy baseball, you almost have to do it every day, and that kind of eliminates the casual enthusiast. And then uh, the pace of play, something they've been trying to overcome for a long time, and they they still, cranius rectus invertus, have their heads up their rear ends when it comes to this. They don't, they don't listen. They don't listen to the masses. It's just a slow game. And it's not difficult to figure out. It really isn't. And for baseball to say they can't do it, they're liars. They got so much money they can do anything. They're liars. They're flat out lying to you. They convolute it and make it so complicated and so dumb that all you need Get rid of the replay aspect of this. Put one guy in a booth, one guy in every stadium in a booth. Every play that he feels he needs to go back and take a look at, you buzz the umpire. Otherwise, you keep going. You just keep going. No more of uh, you know managers standing at the top of the stairs. No more of home plate umpires walking back and looking at things. None of that. You have one guy, he looks at it, he makes a determination, and off you go. Keep it going. And then you instill a pitch clock. That's it. That's it. 25, 35 seconds. I mean, they have a shot clock in basketball. You have a play clock in football, right? That's all all you need. 25, 35 seconds in between each pitch. From the time the ball is thrown, the clock starts. Every time the pitch is thrown, you tap the button. Clock starts. When the ball is then thrown back to the pitcher in case it's foul. You know, and if the ball's put into play, then at the time the ball is actually timeout called by the umpire, clock starts. It's simple. It's 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 easy to figure out. They just don't want to do it because they don't want to. They don't want to one piss off the players. To hell with the players. If you're not going to have any fans come to the game and you're going to watch the erosion of popularity because of the pace of play, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And then secondly, it's. It, it you, you can all, you, everybody can watch it. We all can see it. We all know when the pitch is going to be thrown. We know what it is. That's it. Nothing more to it than that. Obviously, the game's been more exciting because the scoring has gone up ever since they started doing that 
check almost every inning for any pitcher that comes in or out of a game for foreign substances on their glove, on their hat, on their arm, on their belt, on their pants, whatever. Once they got into that, all of a sudden scoring went up because we all knew guys were using spider tack. We all knew it. You could see it. Broadcast showed it to you. So now, while the ERAs have gone up, I understand that, but scoring is up a uh, a tick. It went up last year. It is what it is. And now it's a, a, a DH across the board, which means there's more scoring anyway. So I'm, look, baseball's done a few things, I guess, right. I'm not a fan of the DH, but I get it. It's taken some of the uh, the managerial guesswork out of the game for the uh, National League. But overall, I'm not un, unhappy with it. But it's it's simple, and they just won't do it. I don't know why, but nobody will explain it to me. I mean, if Bill Schroeder can sit in the booth and look at the instant replay and say, here's what it is, within seconds, why in the hell do we need guys standing at the top of the stairs, umpires looking at each other like, we don't know what we're doing, and then walking in, listening to New York, they're showing replays, they're telling them what's going on. Just go, hey, safe her out. Get on with it. That's the end of it. It's simple. It's not that difficult, but they've made it difficult. It's kind of like a catch in football. Remember that fiasco? When uh, they stated, okay, this is what a catch is, and nobody could figure it out? Yeah, same thing. They finally just said, okay, scrap that. We know what a catch is when we see it. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Glad you're with us. Thanks so much. As always, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, MKE Brewing. Good people. Like I said, they're a good part of the program and have been for quite some time and also the uh, start point for our motorcycle ride. But the uh, rooftop patio is open and it's beautiful. And if you're looking for a good Or maybe even check out the fireworks coming up on uh, Sunday night. That might not be a bad place to go. Might not be a bad place to go. Check out our friends over there at MKE Brewing. That's MKE Brewing. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Craig Council, after the game yesterday, after Woody Woody made his uh, spectacular, triumphant return to the mound after striking out 10, giving up one run, no walks, and looked sharp. Uh, Council said he was happy. Woodruff made it five innings and said, you know what? We will build from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, you know, as expected, I think the, the, just the big league start is just a little bit more. And so we kept him at the, that was kind of what we respect. Keep him at the same pitches um, that he got through five innings is, is impressive. And uh, we'll, we'll build it from here. Uh, last night, Woodruff's fastball. If you were watching, and I think a lot of us were intently because we wanted to see how Woodruff was actually going to do. And if you watched his fastball last night, um, there he at one point early on in that ball game, and I think it was to Fran- Franco, um, he threw a pitch to Franco 
And it, now Franco ended up grounding out, but he threw a he threw a fastball. I don't know if you watched it. It kind of like hopped. It, the, the fastball had some action on it last night. Looked really good. Council said he loved Woodruff's fastball last night. And I think Woody has room for air with his fastball when he's throwing like that, and, and that's what we saw. But, um, you know, he, you slow the hitters down a little bit with the off speed, but the fastball's so good that it's, it's hard for them not to, to be on it. Even when they're looking for it, he can, he can get it by you. When he says he's got room for error, that's because when even if you put a fastball up in the zone, if it's hopping like that, guys can't get on it. It it had it has some movement last night, which is a little bit strange for a. I mean, don't get me wrong, the humidity's there in uh, in Florida, but inside a dome, inside Tropicana Field, it's usually not the same as it would be, say, outside at a very humid ballpark. But he had some hops last night, solid. Then the big sixth inning came around, McCutcheon. He hits the uh, two-run bomb, his seventh of the season. That was off of, uh, was it Whistler, Weisler? Uh, one on, two outs in that inning. And then Urias comes up after a base hit, and he gets a two-run. So that big sixth inning council talks about. It was a, obviously a big inning. I mean, we came in and, you know, Baz did a great job. Was was a really, really impressive young pitcher. And uh, there's there's two outs when Whistler comes in. And, and we put, you know, four straight, well, it's really three three really good at-bats. And Omar finished it with a hit. But uh, three really just good at-bats. So Jason Alexander last night came out of the bullpen, in case you didn't notice. Um, he goes two-thirds of an innings, and he struggled last night. Had a hit, uh, a couple of runs that he'd given up, a couple of walks. Uh, and it, it just was not his clean inning. But the question was, okay, now that uh, Woody's back, do you see, uh, you know, Jason Alexander coming more out of the pen? You know, this was, he was on the same day as Woody. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it, we'll see where the next appearance comes. Um, I think he's capable of doing both and, and we'll just see how it goes. In other words, not really sure. I mean, when you prepare as a starter uh, to turn around and suddenly be a reliever, you got to hurry up and get ready, so to speak. Um, it's different than it is on when you start. Because when you start, you start out throwing long ball and then short ball, and then you, you, you prepare for a long stretch, whereas a reliever, it's just different. Uh, some guys are cut out for it, some guys aren't. So we'll see uh, what they end up doing with Alexander. Uh, but the big news was, Council had said, look, Woodruff, 75th pitch, it was just as good with same velocity and such as his first pitch, which tells you that the man's healthy. But I think just, um, you know, throwing 75 kind of intense pitches, you know, that that's kind of the test of it. And, you know, pitch 76 or whatever in the fifth was, was just as good as the first one. So when, when you see something like that, you, you feel like you got a healthy pitcher. There you go. Good stuff from uh, Craig Council and the Brewers get a win. Back at it again today, turning things around in a day game today. Don't forget, uh, if you're going to lose this here shortly, make sure you download the Zone app out of Madison, W-O-Z-N, the Zone. Uh, you can also listen to us uh, on the Facebook fan page. Go to YouTube, YouTube.com. You can watch the program, YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show, YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And you can watch us there. That way you can have the game on uh, in the background or the television on watching it. And then obviously keep us on as well as we continue on throughout the rest of the day. Hey, got to say thanks to our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews right there in Stone Bank, Wisconsin. And uh, today, by the way, is Wing Wednesday starting at 4 o'clock today. 
75 cent smoke wings perfectly crisped served with the choices of signature sauces there you go wing wednesday get out there and check it out our friends at boondocks bar burgers barbecue brews stone bank wisconsin good good stuff stop in tell them we said hi they're good people out there really good people out there county road k as a matter of fact in oconomowoc one hour down three yet to go stay tuned more of the bill michael show it's coming up next the bill michael show podcast listen rate subscribe